0: the fastest ejaculation was 42.7 miles an hour
1: they've obviously not seen me when i come back from a two week break at my parents and can finally spaff that shit's wild it's like uh. it's like letting a gun off in a pot of potty it bounces off all the walls someone loses some blood Good morning everyone, welcome to Cheat Codes Art Cheating. I am one of your hosts, Yorkshire Bother, joined today by the lovely host, Dark MCR, also known as Sam. Sam, say hello. Hello. It is Sunday, the 13th of August. Outside it is overcast and approximately 14 degrees with a slight tipple of rain. And today on the Docket, we've got a butt-fuck ton of stuff. More so, so than normal. T- I love yes. That. I am excited. Are you excited to go through this?
0: Well, previously off stream and off podcast, I was I was very excited for it. This is going to be a... It's got a lot that we're going to be going through, and I'm very excited. Yeah,
1: Sam was that excited. We nearly ended up doing the podcast between ourselves in a Discord call last night while I played Red Dead without anyone listening.
0: <laughs> and it was only one of the bloody topics. Like. Yeah,
1: it was only one of them, yeah. So, um... I reckon with this one, because we've got the big overarching one, we'll give people, if they do come into chat, we'll, give, we'll, we'll say it now, give them some time to sort of bring in their answers and then we'll revisit it at the end. What do you think? For the main yeah. one. Like what, yeah, co- I we won't cover main our one. main talking, we'll do that at the end, just gives them time to bring stuff in. So for anyone listening live, if you do want to chime in, uh, the main topic we're going to be covering at the end is with the release of Baldur's Gate 3, offline play, no microtransactions, basically being a fully complete game that you don't have to pour more money into after you've got it. Do you think that greed has become a big the biggest cornerstone in the gaming industry? And have you ever been rubbed the wrong way by it? Share your experiences on where you think greed's gone too far and where it's pissed you off. That's sort of what we're looking at. Also, I do apologize if either me or Sam do sound breathless. We are both currently suffering with the flu. Um How both hosts have come down with the same illness whilst living over 100 miles apart, I
0: don't know. It was that one night that we were necking on and cuddling.
1: It could be. Basically, he jizzed in a Johnny and posted it to me. Then I chugged it and jizzed back in it and then sent it back.
0: Which is weird, considering I was the one that had it first.
1: Yeah, you jizzed in it, then posted it to me. Then I chugged your jizz out of it. Then I jizzed back in it and sent it back to oh, you for you to ch- <laughs> I
0: don't like where this long is going. Di-
1: long distance cum shots. It's all the rage in like Milan or something. It's, don't Google it. it. It's not. You will just go uh,
0: down a, don't, a, a dark Don't, because you know what my mind is like. Yeah, you I will, will go, go down and Google a dark, Do
1: not Google long distance cum shot. <laughs> Actually, I wonder what the world <laughs> record is. I'm scared that I'm going to get the reflection in my glasses on, on life. And I'm going to get banned. So, What's the longest cum shot in the world? This is a weird, weird thing. We've not even... Fucking hell, 18 foot and 9 inches?
0: Yeah. Which it also... The fastest ejaculation was 42.7 miles an hour.
1: They've obviously not seen me when I come back from a two-week break at my parents and can finally spaff. That shit's wild It's like oh. it's like letting a gun off in a potter potty. it bounces off all the walls someone loses some blood there's a hole in the end and it's ventilating. there's madness. I need like a like a second valve on the side to release the pressure like a like a fucking safety valve or like a TMV that you'd get on like a sink or something
0: I can just imagine your penis like a a uh, uh, b- uh, bicycle tire that you get, like, your screwdriver <laughs> and you pop the pin in so that it goes... Yeah.
1: Before you travel, Sean needs to check his penis pressure.
0: <laughs> his penis pressure is currently 26.2 PSI. Yeah, when my right eye
1: starts twitching, that's basically my like my uh, tyre pressure indicator that you get on a dashboard. If my right eye starts twitching, you think, that's a man who needs to spaff. Or has spaffed too much. It could be that the tyre pressure's too low. Depends if it's a slow day at work. Um... Sorry. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Fuck, Sorry. We've not even gotten to the first topic yet. You are muted, you dumb fuck. Sam, you are muted, you dumb fuck. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just out there seeing your mouth words. Right? The lights Uh-oh. are on, but nobody's home.
0: I was just saying, like the fact that this is meant to be a gaming news with the odd topic, to it's then gone from utter filth this is with what the odd bit of gaming to... news. Yeah,
1: but yes. Yeah, so back on topic, I do apologise. I got really distracted by cum shots. Um, yeah, so Have you ever been rubbed the wrong way, pun intended, by um, the greed in the gaming industry? And would you like to share stories? If you do, you can post them in chat. We do also have a tweet up at the minute. And anyone who is listening and wants to go back and respond to it, the tweet does stay up, and we do always like to hear what our listeners have to say. There's not a lot of you, but we appreciate you out there, and we always want to know what you got to say. So, if you want to go find it, it's Josh Gaming on Twitter. If you do want to go and comment on it, we can always revisit topics. We're revisiting a top revisit.
2: Words are
0: hard. We re- are revisiting a topic today, which we covered on the last podcast.
1: Thank you. I pointed the wrong way. <laughs> um <trying> E A sport. um, E-A Sports. It's in a game. E- 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 <laughs> so uh, the topic we're revisiting, it's gonna be a quick fire one. Pardon me. Um we did talk last week about Ubisoft um saying they were going to be deleting inactive Ubisoft
0: accounts. I remember.
1: Yes, there was a lot of concern about it. I think I said last week. I meant last podcast. We do, we, do, we do it every other week. So there was no podcast last week. But yes, um, last podcast, we did talk about Ubisoft saying they were going to delete accounts. They have come out off the back of everything that's been said, and they have announced that they are not actually going to be deleting accounts that have purchases on them. It's these accounts that were made and nothing was ever done with. So if you do have a Ubisoft account and you were panicking here in the news last time, Don't worry, you're safe. No one's going to um, get rid of your stuff unless it's me and I find your account details because I will make Bayek wear a little mini skirt and then delete it and you will have to spend the rest of your days knowing that your Bayek is dressed like he's off to go see Barbenheimer. I cannot speak this morning. This is a shit day to do a podcast. And you'll never be able to access that account again. So,
2: Barbenheimer, ha- the fuck, Barbenheimer, ha- will live on. Um, but yes, so if you are
0: worried, don't worry anymore. You're fine. Um, onto proper. Think, sorry, you go. I, I, just, just a quick thing. I think the fact that this development that it's sort of like when we first heard the news, it was like, yeah, all all accounts that are going to get deleted, la di da di da. And they've already gone back on this. This is the second or third company that have released a statement about a big change that they're making and then, and then instantly reversed it because of
1: player backlash.
0: Player backlash and the fact that whoever wrote the fucking statement on whatever platform it didn't improve, really. was an absolute idiot and didn't use Grammarly and then get it checked by a colleague. They just posted it and hoped for the best. Which
1: is mad, because you're thinking and a it, big company like Ubisoft would have QA, like Quality Assurance, wouldn't you?
0: Well, you'd think and that they'd is- have a massive team of legal that would go through any post that goes onto the social network or internet to sort it out. But the fact that this is, again, the th- second or third that we've heard this year that has made an announcement, had the player base just turn around and go, what the hell are you on? Are you smoking something naughty and then they've reverted it because the change that they made was going to remove hundreds of pounds in some cases or thousands of pounds in some cases of content from that they've paid for that is yeah. theirs it's just ridiculous but do I you think,
1: think that... that it was actually a case of this isn't that they didn't mean what they initially put on known proofread it or do you think it's they meant what they put the first time But the player backlash, the fan backlash has made them
0: alter it rather than this being like, oh, no, this
1: is what we meant initially. Sorry, we just brought it badly.
0: I think it's a bit of a 50-50, I I can't sway either way. I think it was either they didn't mean what they said. They just worded it completely wrong. And we as the player base looked at it and were like, well, you can't fucking do that. There's going to be, yeah. you're going to be facing lawsuits and it may, and I think it's the other side that they meant what they said, but the player base turned around and were like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I've invested money, time, everything into this profile. And you're saying that you're just going to delete it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's it feels
1: very similar to when Twitch updated their terms of service and stuff. Yeah. And everyone turned around and was like, well, you can get fucked with that. And to like, oh, no, no, this isn't what we meant. It was misunderstood. I genuinely think it's a case of they're putting that shit out there just to test the waters and see what we
0: will tolerate. I mean, at the end of the day, that post, they, in most cases, it doesn't sound like they actually have to do it. Yeah. And there's that statement or there's that saying that, all press is good press because it's getting your name out there. It's like all the TikTokers and streamers and stuff. If there's no drama, you're not going to be relevant anymore. Exactly. So Twitch comes out and says, oh, we're changing things. And then, bam.
1: Because if bad news on TikTok actually meant bad news, we wouldn't have people like that. Was it Paul Breach? I think his name was. He sort of died his death now. I don't know where he's gone, but that paedophile.
0: Well, you've got him. You've got all that the alphabet. others. Oh, that is, honestly, that's all that shows up on the right
1: my feed. They just sit there and bully people. And the friends with Jeffrey Star, you know that dude who like wanted swastikas on all his merch. Yeah, great guy. Um, and they're like, everyone bullies me. It's like, cause you're a cunt. It's
2: yeah, like, it, they try and
1: blame it on the fact that the trans, and it's like, I've got all the respect in the world for trans people, but it doesn't make you like not a prick.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like when Sam Smith wears all that stupid fucking clothing. And it's like, oh, you can't bully them because you're just doing it because you hit them because of the, the sexuality or gender. I don't know what the actual term is. I can I can always get sex and gender mixed up. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck if they identify as a he, she, helicopter, limousine. They can identify as what they want. I'm happy for them that they, as an identity, they know who they are. But if you look as twat in an outfit, I'm going to tell you. That like I, I, I accept when Lizzo looks like a twat in an outfit, but again, it's always an excuse. People are like, oh well, you just don't like her because she's a fat black woman. It's like, no, I think half a little mix, you of know, them skinny white girls. I think they look like twats when they hardly wear anything too. What's your fucking point?
0: Yeah, it, it's ridiculous.
1: People are stupid.
0: But, but I mean, whether they did it to test the water, like Ubisoft, one hundred percent did. Flame. Or whether they were genuinely turning around, like, "Oh, our company's gone down and down and down in the rankings." I quite possibly
2: because Ubisoft it, are it, on it, the downhill yeah. slope. They have been
1: for years. I would say since sort of black post Black Flag, they've slowly been in the decline of Ubisoft. Yeah, the new Far Cry's, you know. I really want to like him because the gameplay is still fun, but past the gameplay, the actual loop itself is boring and there's no story to keep you entertained. The Far Cry's have gone downhill since post-4. Assassin's Creed, for me, like I said, have been on a slow decline since Black Flag. Like, I like Unity. Syndicate was all right.
0: Post- yeah, we were having that chat last night, weren't we? We were, yeah.
1: And to me, it's like, yeah, they're the two main IPs. They've not done anything worthwhile with Prince of Persia. And now it's like, well have this side scroller like the old that's supposed to be like the old Prince of Persia's but here you can fuck with time it's like everyone wants that remaster Where's the fuck's the remaster that you promised us years ago yeah like come on Ubisoft and then you look at Wildlands it's like not Wildlands sorry just Ghost Recon in general it's like oh nice one when are we getting like a proper Ghost Recon game not a Wildlands or Breakpoint like a proper Ghost Recon game oh well none because breakpoint has got NFTs now
2: nice Where where the fuck did Splinter Cell go?
0: I don't know, but I want more Splinter Cell. I do. I I, I want a remake of Splinter Cell and then Chaos Theory. I want all of them to be remastered. I have the
1: 360 versions, and I've never played them because I keep holding out hope that we're going to get remasters soon because Ubisoft like remastering their games. But there's just nothing, like, don't get me wrong, I love Sam Fisher appearing in, like, Wildlands and Breakpoint. And, shit, and that's where he kind of lives now. But I'd love him to have his own games again, or just remakes of the old ones.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But this was only meant to be a quickfire topic.
1: It was, so we'll move on to the next one, um, which is something I'm very excited for. Now, I can't remember if you've seen, seen it already. Uh, have you ever watched Castlevania I, on Netflix? Yes. What did you think? Did you enjoy it? Obviously, spoiler free for those who haven't.
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I was kind of coming into my anime love um, around the time that I started watching Castlevania. Yeah, and just the storyline, the art style, it was all just perfect. It was. It was like a video game series that you wanted to see.
1: And when that dropped as well, Richard Armitage was doing everything, man. He'd just come out of the back of doing Hobbit. He had that The Stranger on Netflix. I believe that was a Netflix show anyways. Then he had um, this on Netflix where he played Trevor. And I, I don't know. I think Netflix are, like, a lot of their live action shows are hit and miss, which we're going to revisit that later. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about Netflix with animes I'm yet to see a bad one.
2: They're really, exactly. really good with animations.
0: The, the, the fact is. Anime is a very niche market, but the fact that they go through seven different art styles, whether it be a, che- uh, a studio Ghibli art style or the art style of Castlevania, every single thing that they bring out anime wise, has yeah. good story, good animations for the art style that it's intended to be. And speaking as an anime fan, I fucking love it. And the fact that we're now getting Castlevania Nocturne,
2: yeah.
0: I honestly, I will. if it all releases on the same day, I'll see you later. I'm going to snack <laughs> up popcorn, sweets, fizzy drinks, maybe a cup of coffee, and I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to watch back to back to back on yeah. the day of release.
1: It's like, for me, like when you said that when you were first sort of refining your love for anime and falling back down the anime hall, Castlevania was one of the ones you started with. It's like, for me, I've never really been a big anime watcher. The only ones I've ever really watched is I've watched Helsing Ultimate. Fucking love it, by the yeah. way.
0: Um, good, good, good anime.
1: I know of, um, what do you call it, Attack on Titan. I've never, never properly watched it, but I know the basic concept of it because Claude's seen it. And it's very hard to escape the concept of Attack on Titan. It is very much mainstream everywhere nowadays. Same with Death Note. I've never watched them, but I know of them. Um, and then Fullmetal Alchemist, I've watched bits and pieces of because it was on you. Like there were certain episodes on YouTube, but then there was like a big gap in it. So I never carried on watching it. But Netflix for me was where I fell down that hole because I didn't have Crunchyroll at the time. So for me, it was stuff yeah. like Castlevania. Uh, Edge Runners, which was still to this day one of my favourite animes ever. The Witcher yeah. anime, Nightmare of the Wolf, that they did the followed Vesemir, that was fucking outstanding. Beast Stars, amazing. It did feel a bit like it was going to be bestiality, but it turned out it was actually pretty fucking solid.
0: Um, See, that's one I've not given the time of day yet. It's that's very one good. that I should it's very go good. through and watch.
1: And then there's stuff like, I'm trying to figure what else I've watched. I watched the Dota one. That was good.
0: Yeah. Dragon Age one. That was good. Um, I believe Arkane, League of Legends.
1: I've not watched Arcane yet. Arcane's one that's on my list. I'm just yet to find the time to properly sit down and do it. Especially with me picking more shifts up in the office now. We're working. I'm not really able to just sit on my bed when I'm working and watch the TV. Um, but Arcane is on my list to watch. Um, there was one more. Dragon's Dogma. That's got an anime on Netflix.
2: Ooh, I believe.
1: That's great. Yeah. But I feel like they do. Anime. so and I know there's more to watch. Like people keep telling me I should watch JoJo. Apparently, the JoJo anime is really it's, good.
0: I haven't watched all of JoJo, but from what I watched, it it's good. It's it's one of those hard to get into yeah. anime, in my opinion. But Netflix, from an anime perspective, they are hitting the nail on the head. Whether Every it be that they're buying the rights to stream, say, like Edge Runner, because they weren't the producers of it they just bought they, the rights to play they, it.
1: they weren't the producer but as far as i'm aware with edge runners it was actually a partnership with between cdpr and netflix and netflix brought in that anime studio so they outsourced it but i do think netflix were directly involved okay. with
0: that anime well if I there's that wrong. then i have a bit more respect for netflix and if they are having that sort that level of
2: Control or
0: whatever. I can't think of the word. Then they are hitting the nail on the head. You compare it to others. Apart, You rule out Crunchyroll, which is anime-based. Amazon don't do it. Disney Plus, they just buy the rights to stream platforms. I'm trying to
1: think of, does Disney have any anime?
0: Yes, so they've just taken over the Bleach Thousand Year War arc, which is like huge they've also got i'm actually on disney plus now because i was watching a little bit of Grace Anatomy. oh they've
1: got all the um,
0: studio ghibli's according to
1: google whether that's right or not i don't know but...
0: <clears throat> i mean if you if you're counting like futurama and stuff you've got like the likes of futurama and then i know i would class
1: futurama more as animation as opposed to anime. Oh, I tell you, like, Disney do have a very obvious anime. They've got the Star Wars one, the anthology series yep. where it's different studios every
2: episode. I love that. I think that's brilliant. And I like the fact that the people who did Edge Runners did an episode of that, which was great. But yeah, so the new Castlevania is coming. It's called Castlevania Nocturne. It
1: follows, I want to say, Richter Belmont, I believe. Uh, I'm just looking down the thing now to see if it actually says who it
2: is. I'm sure it's Richter. Um, come on, just tell me who it is. I'm
1: sure it is. Remiss, is. Following the death Richter, of their yes. mother,
0: Richter Belmont must join forces with an unlikely crew of vampire hunters and magicians to prevent a vampire induced apocalypse upon the French Revolution.
1: Yeah, it's Richter during the French Revolution, which. I'm excited for, man. Assassin's Creed Unity, I thought was one of the most underrated Assassin's Creed games because I love the French Revolution. I love the narrow streets of Paris and the nitty and gritty. And I feel like them sort of environments, especially the French accent, fits perfectly with vampires. I feel like Eastern European voices are so overused with vampires. Now, it's either... It's always either Eastern European, and when I say Eastern European, I don't mean actual Eastern European accents. I mean white dudes from America doing what they think an Eastern European sounds like. Or it's British people in a British accent. And it's like, to see, to hear one with like a proper French aristocratic accent in the background, just in the shadows, in the dirty, rat-ridden streets of like revolutionary France, it's going
2: to be so cool. I'm so excited.
0: I just, I love Castlevania. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be good and as I said if if they'd release it all in one go and don't do that whole releasing episode by episode or releasing most and then the massive climax episodes they'll spend a few weeks I'm going to binge the absolute shit oh, out of that you and you can say blame. goodbye to me
1: it's going to be a case of um, us going and binging it in our own separate spaces and coming back and being like oh my god it was amazing yeah um, but no, I'm excited for that one. I loved, like I said, I loved the first Castlevania anime. I was just, I'm really good that with that Trevor's gone, but they did tell his story start to finish. So yeah,
0: I, it's it's one of those. At least they did finish his storyline. Yeah,
1: I'd rather him finish it and leave me wanting more, but with a satisfying then, ending than o- uh,
0: open end, uh, open end that yeah could that keep go, keeps going to... until you hate it. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's the issue is you either end up with shows nowadays you end up with shows that leave it open at the end of a series like Santa Clara Diet and then get cancelled and you'll never know what's happening or you get stuff like The Walking Dead which it should have finished around season 6 but then keeps going for another 6 and you sat there in the end going would you just fuck off with your zombie it's like it got that balance right which is why I've got faith that this one's going to be good as well because they're coming back they are giving us more Castlevania but they're doing it in a way that doesn't taint the story. And the nice thing is as well, cause it's completely separate. It doesn't, it won't taint the story of Trevor if it's shit. Yeah. I don't think it will be shit, but if it drops and it's shit, at least I could say, well, we still have normal Castlevania that I can go back to.
0: Yeah. But at the end of the day, even if it is shit, we're still going to watch it and we'll just be like, oh, well, the original Castlevania that dropped. Great. It does. After that, not so much.
1: So if anyone is wanting to watch this, just let you know, it is dropping on September the 28th. So me and Sam won't be watching that the day it drops. Because me and Sam will both be crushing on Idris Elba in Cyberpunk. But, you know. (laughs) I mean... Yeah. So it does say here, Castlevania Nocturne will have Kevin Cold as the showrunner. Cold also served as the co-executive producer during the run of the original Castlevania series. The creative and writing uh, genius will be the wheelhouse of Clive Bradley, Warren Ellis, and previous writer and showrunner for the original anime. Ah, and the previous writer will not be involved. So it is kind of a new team being headed by one of the OGs from the OG castle.
0: See, I have no issue with that, and I think that may be very, very good.
1: At the end of the day, if we had the same writing team, I feel like they'd try because they know what they did in the first one, I feel like they'd try and top it to make it bigger and better. And I don't think that's what this needs. That, yeah. It needs a different feel because it's a different time period.
0: Yeah, it's a, different, it's a different story. So get new writers in so that it's not following the same. I mean, the fact is you'll it will be all predictable.
1: Yeah. So at least we get we get fresh eyes on a fresh take of a fresh, a fresh time period. In the universe with the original one of the original showrunners
2: keeping it in line with what fans want that's all we can ask yeah so but moving on from that to another topic which is a weird topic man i don't know how to feel about it
1: um so the esrb wants to start using facial recognition scanning tech to use an ai to work out people's ages in order to come to the conclusion if someone's old enough to play a game now I don't know about you but at the age of 18 I was incredibly baby faced I would have had no chance of playing like a new Call of Duty at all that have been like no you can't play you're seven
0: I think the whole fact of it being like AI facial recognition stuff no I, I do feel that with a lot of things, age verification is needed. We, we need age verification for a lot of things because yeah. the amount of people out there that are young, it's just yeah. I t- let's take Twitch for, for instance, anyone can go into any stream and watch anyone from any age, because if you can make an account, whether you're lying when you say I agree and there's an age limit or not, yeah. you can still go on and watch streams of a mature nature. Yeah. And I, I reckon it will be good. And I think that some sort of age verification, but facial scanning, no, because at the end of the day, it's just going to be the next thing that's going to be a massive conspiracy. Like, um, hi, Kate.
2: okay, Kate. Okay, okay let see when you know, Kate. Kate hey, is
0: uh, Meg's family.
2: Ah, welcome in.
0: I, I, I was on a video call last night, and I was like, oh, yeah, just to let you know, ladies, podcast tomorrow <laughs> at 10. Tune in. Um, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree I, with you. It's, it's weird. But it does, they it, do say
1: the reason they're using AI, and I'll give them this, the reason they're using AI is because for it to have someone manually reviewing it rather than an AI. They would have to store it, then people would have to find the time to get Because Whereas by using an AI, it can be readily available. It doesn't need to be stored. It's not going to be used for AI learning. It's just going to be the look at it, go, yes or no, and then it will go. But I agree with you. It was like, we have to just take their word for it that it's not getting stored.
0: That's the thing. So we, conspiracies you,
1: are going to have a fucking field day.
0: You, you look at it and it's one of those things that me and my dad constantly talk about when it comes to your data being sold to people, we all use Google, whether it be the search engine, whether it be email addresses, whether it be the Google drive or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. We, we use Google for everything and we know that they sell our data off to people. Yeah. But it's the devil that we know. Yeah. The ESRB. We know that is just the age-rating people for well, video games. Thing. Other
1: than the fact that we know that they're the ones that make up the numbers that go on the front cover of box, I know fucking nothing about them. Like, I'm pretty exactly. sure Google are based out of San Francisco. Everyone yeah. knows
0: that. I you don't can know go where the fucking the Google ASRBs, headquarters. is. Whereas...
1: There could, yeah, you... could be down road for me. There could be in Swindon. There could be in fucking Chernobyl. I'd have no idea. I just know that it's a mumble jumble of letters that throw numbers at you and you're just expected to fucking deal
0: with it. Like... I <laughs> The fact that it, it, it's like Facebook, Google, we all know those people. We all know that our data is going somewhere, but we don't care because the services that they're providing is stuff that we use on a daily basis. Yeah. Whereas the ESRB is for video games. It's a very niche thing. And the fact that they're going to be using facial scanning, like the only people that I know that use facial scanning and everything, is banks, government, and the odd few platforms here and there.
1: Well, mobile, mobile started using it, didn't they, for unlocking phones? But my question yeah. is, for this to work, are they going to have to update this and put this on every console? Is it only for digital purchases, or if you buy a physical purchase, Will you have to get, like, will you have to get scanned? Is it every time you boot up the game? Is it just purchasing the game? What happens if you're not connected to the internet? Does that lock you out of being able to play games? Yeah,
0: that's the thing. We don't know anything about it. If it will be on consoles and stuff, your your point of, is it going to be that when you make a purchase or is it going to be every time you boot up the game? I reckon that it'll probably be purchasing. But what's to say that that step is just going to be a more hindrance than anything because your parents going to go out going to buy you the game through their account with all of their facial ids and stuff but you're going to be say you're going to get an 18 plus game you're 11 years old your dad buys it with his facial recognition and that's all and then you're able to play this 18 plus game and then every now and again you get those news articles that pop up video games are the cause of everything and like yeah. violence and hurt and everything it's like
2: Ajax yeah, has it's, made it's, a good point if it's online what's to stop you from just like using someone else's face yeah very fair point this is the I... of my neighbour <laughs>
0: Ned Ned
1: fucking loves Donkey Kong Country.
0: Um, Hey, Meg. Welcome in. How you doing, baby? Meg, welcome in.
1: Sam's all smitten again. Look at him. He'd blush if he
2: wasn't that much of a fucking emo. uh, I don't smile. Fucking virgin.
0: (laughs) Fucking hate you. Have you just cracked open another can?
1: Yeah, I've drunk the
0: other one. Dude, you're going to have heart palpitations by 12 o'clock.
1: I know, but I'm going to have the shits that are that will help me front flip. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so it, there's a lot of things that I want and that we need to know about the facial scanning before it's kind of... I don't think it's ever going to get pushed. I'm not going to lie. I think they'll get told to jog.
0: But I d- Yeah, we need more information before it gets rolled out. They can't just be one of these companies that rolls it out and goes hi this is a new thing we need to know what we did what's going to happen yeah,
1: but this is the other thing i'm reading here it's using the it's using the check 25 rule if you do not look 25 which apparently i do someone told me the other day that they thought i was fucking 30 but like especially on pictures like especially if it's on pc and you've got a shit webcam like this one my facial hair isn't actually as shit as this looks. It's still not great, but it's not as shit as this looks. It's because I'm using it. It's not even a fucking cheap webcam. This is one of them Logitech ones that cost about 80 quid, but it's pretty shit. But if you don't have a good enough webcam and it drowns out all the details, so you look smooth-faced, it's gonna register you lower. So it's like, right. So if I want to play a 20 pound game just because it's an 18 plus and I don't look 25, I've now got to go spend fucking 300 quid on a DSLR camera just to get a decent picture? Or does it let you upload a picture? In which case, what's stopping you again? Stealing someone else's face. Not physically with a knife, don't worry. Like, there's so many things you could question. Like, they can't enforce it. And if they do enforce it and properly police it, they're going to limit it for those people that are old enough just don't have the genetics to look so. Unless then it's going to ask you to put up pictures of your driving license and stuff, which I'm sorry. I'm not uploading a picture of my driving license to play Sims 4.
0: Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Like, big corporation, I feel like there should be some big corporations out there that use it more, of yeah. likes of Twitch and stuff. And even if it's like the big people, like Xbox or something, you do a one-time verification. We all know Microsoft, we use their products. I'm more than happy to do an age verification where I... Like uh, like when you start a new job and yeah. you provide your passport and everything, they only keep it on file until you physically start well, and they've done the then first Then
1: again it's another one of them things we're trusting them to delete that information. And you'll have all these like neck beard hillbillies going, There's here, this hair companies keeping all my information's for the governments. I don't want them to track me. And then they'll just stop using Xbox. Yes, that was my impression of a Southern drawl, and I thought it
0: was pretty alright. You've just you know? insulted half of America. Mm.
1: Uh, in comes Mandy. Uh, <laughs> Mandy's not nah, even like Mandy's, Ma- Ma-
0: <laughs> Ma- Ma- Mandy's asleep right now, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> Mandy's not even Southern. It's <laughs> Central. <laughs> I think. She's Am more I'm, Canadian than I'm, she is
0: American. Let's oh, be honest, she's right I, on the fucking border.
1: I've got to scan my face, eh? Now I've just insulted <laughs> Makama. Hi, Mac. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm upsetting everyone today.
0: Okay, shall, shall we move on we to the next topic? We
1: should move on. Oh, this but is going to be a all, quick...
0: Katie, thank you for uh, your message and that you're enjoying the podcast. Um,
1: yes, he does look yeah, like we're just two guys food. talking
0: smack. He does look like beard me. The dude who literally... See, I never saw it before, but it was weird that I was watching Beard Meets Food the day before Meg turned around and told me, oh, you look like this guy. And I'm like, I was watching that video that you send me a screenshot of. I'm like, yay.
1: Fun fact, me, Beard Meets Food and the two brothers who own Asda are all from the same town, and I'm the only one who hasn't fucking done anything with <laughs> <in> my
0: life. <laughs> You're trying, mate. You're trying. I mean, you can't grow a majestic beard like the rest of us, so...
1: Right! Fuck off! I told you it's me webcam. It's actually down to me nipples. Um, next topic. <laughs> Lord of the Rings Golem's got a big patch. Um, for anyone wondering if it's fixed the game, the answer is... Eh. Um, it now runs, which means you can now um, experience. The the, game. You can you can experience the shitness without frame drops and crashing. Doesn't make it any less shit though.
2: Now, last we heard, and I'm pretty sure we covered it on the podcast, the developer that made this game shutting down fairly soon.
1: So they are done. Yeah. They are done with this game. That was just we've made it run. That's all you're getting. Now let us go die in peace. I'm pretty sure that's all that's going to be. There's not much to say here. I just, we just wanted to give you an update on that dumpster fire and just say that I'm pretty sure I saw someone the other day that looked like Gollum.
0: I mean, we've all got someone in our local area or our friendship group that looks like Gollum. There's a couple of people that spring to mind for me.
1: Don't you think this golem though, looks like that meme of that kid where it's like, this pug just barked at me and someone's like, that's my son. Don't you think this golem yeah. looks like that meme? Yep. Like, it looks like Vin Diesel if he'd never got offered the Fast and Furious movies.
0: Yeah, but we still would have got, like, um,
2: the that Pacifier. Filthy <laughs>
0: Um... it's a Um, shame about the the developers it really is they were a small company that were given a golden ticket and just couldn't provide um what they
1: the thing is though, we see we see in other places we see in other places and in other places it's a lot more sad like for example when um Honestly, it was Gearbox or t- I think it was Gearbox Australia when they made Borderlands a pre-sequel and that commercially flopped, and they had to shut down, which was a shame because I didn't mind pre-sequel. I thought it was alright for a sandwich filler game.
0: See, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked the fact that Claptrap was some like still in it. You had the the big names like Scooter and all that, and you know what? It wasn't a bad game. I don't know why people tell say that it flopped just because it wasn't as mental as two was it but i think a lot of people complained about pre-sequel
1: and then three came out and a lot of people didn't like three and then they went back to pre-sequel and were like you know what maybe i judged you too harshly
0: but the damage had already been done
1: yeah all right which was a shame because like i said i didn't think it was a bad game i thought the devs did really well there and that shut down i don't think that should have happened whereas in this case I <laughs> think the shutdown of the studio was well fucking deserved because the game was shit.
0: It, it was because the game was shit, but the fact that they stuck around to do a, ma- a huge patch, which now makes yeah. it playable. Know, not say knowing it's that, that there's no a job for them game. at the end
1: of the month anyways. Yeah, they didn't have to. They could have just jumped ship and been like, well, fuck your game then.
2: But, yeah, it's... Uh, I, it had potential.
1: I, it could have been good. Like yeah. I said, but when we were first talking about it, the sticks games. What this game could have been, and if it had been anything like the sticks games, it'd have been brilliant. They just didn't yeah. execute. Well, they executed, They just didn't execute the game. They executed their employment contract. But
0: yeah, it was a golden ticket that could have been massive for the developers. But the developers, I mean, compared to what they had before, it 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 was nothing yeah. really.
1: I think what also didn't help is during the same time that this was being developed by a pretty small company. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy I I was seen. being developed by a pretty small company. And Avalanche it's Studios knocked and Hogwarts out of the park. And I think that, I don't think this game would have succeeded if that wasn't there, but I think the fact of that game being such a success
2: yeah.
1: highlighted how bad this one went even more. Yeah which probably didn't help. Like, don't get me wrong, it's still a bad game. However, I do fully intend to get it and stream it at some point.
0: Just The, the thing is games. as well, Lord of the Rings as a franchise has taken a massive hit recently because of the Rings of Power that and how the audience has taken hated. it. And then you've got this game that flopped. It, was there a link between Lord of the Rings being... Uh, the, the TV show being a flop... Yeah. Uh, to a lot of the viewer base. And then Lord of the Rings Golem, maybe we are looking at it. Yes, there is a lot of issues with the game and it is broken to hell. But with this patch, could it be redeemed like a Cyberpunk? Because Cyberpunk was hyped for so long, released, absolute bug filled game, unplayable. But a couple of years down the line, it's, one it's of the now most one of the biggest prizes. Yeah, with an anime series which we're hopefully getting a season two for. We're getting a DLC coming out next month, and it's brilliant. If Gollum was to follow in that in that way, I would say great. And the fact that they've done this huge patch and performance issues have been fixed and all that, great.
2: I could but see this it, game. The
0: damage has been done. Yeah, I
1: could see this game ten years down the line being a cult classic. Genuinely. It's like Vampire it's... the Masquerade Bloodlines One, I adore that game, but I'm not gonna lie, it's shit. But I would I would sit and play that game until the fucking cows come home, and I have a feeling this is gonna go the same way. I genuinely do. In a weird in a weird turn of events, I do feel like this is going to become a cult classic to some people somewhere.
0: It it's whether or not the developers are still going to do stuff. I know they've just done this patch, and they said and they're distancing themselves from the game but whether they actually just, if if this big patch helps and they start to see an increase, whether or not they will keep a couple of people on it to keep working through these issues to then make it the game that it should have been, like Cyberpunk was. It should have been great, was released and it was shit, but now it is a, it Cyberpunk is a cult classic and is a well-beloved game by a lot of people, me and you included, yes, with 100%. the fact that it's getting a DLC and everything.
1: Next month is going to be a busy month for us. Just saying, there are going to be a lot of top topics that are just the same for us, because as of next month, we have, on the 6th, we have Baldur's Gate and Starfield, which I have booked the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off work for that, so you guys will be getting day ones, hopefully for both.
2: Um, and then, later down the line, we've got the um, Thingy DLC, the Soundpunk DLC on the 26th. And then
1: on the 28th, we've got the new Castlevania series. So, September is going to be shit for time management. I don't know why my voice pitched so high up there when I said Ember, but it did. Um, I'm really excited for next month. It's going to be good. But I, I do agree that um should have been a great time for Lord of the Rings. There was so much potential there. And I do feel like with you, Sam, I feel like the fact that Rings of Power was so commercially hated by a lot of people. Might have soured it for a few fans anyways. And the, I think what the didn't help tell was the showrunners of Rings of Power lying and blaming the audience. I,
0: yeah, I think the, the biggest thing to take from it all is you've got the Lord of the Rings Return to Moria game yeah. that is either releasing soon or whatever. If that game also has these same issues, it is the fact that people were being given golden tickets to create amazing things from the people the 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 amazing universes of Lord of the rings um or warcraft cyberpunk witcher all these things which goes on to our another topic further down the line but if the, dwar- the Return to Moria game is as shit as Gollum is and is not liked like Ring of Power is, then it's the fact that it's because they're going so far off of the source material, which again leads into even more of our later topic, Yeah. which, I mean, we could easily and nicely transition into I've now. I've already
1: moved the tabs over to make that work. Don't worry. Um, but one thing I do, I do want to say before we move on from this is I know a lot of people have been blaming the Lord of the Rings uh, Golem failure on the fact that it doesn't translate well to gaming.
2: For that, I have to say to these people, shut the fuck up, Shadow of Mordor. Yeah,
0: Perfect 100%. game. I've not played them, but I have heard from people in the discords that we're in and uh, streamers and reviews and stuff that it is one of those cult classic games. So that's going to be one that we will look back on in 20, 30 years and it will be like, oh, this is when they did uh, book to film to game adaptations very fucking well. Well, the thing and is, it wasn't it's... even a.
2: With the Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor games, you've got Assassin's Creed parkour. Meets um Batman Arkham Combat, which is just beautiful, with Lord of the Rings world and storytelling
1: with direct ties to the events of the movies. They are prequels, but there are direct ties to the movies that you sit there and you think, Oh shit, that connects with that. And Gollum's in there, and the Gollum in that game (laughs) from so long ago. Looks so much better than this one does, and all I can sit there and think is,
2: how the fuck did they get it so wrong? Down to the character design, it was just terrible.
1: But I do agree. What was, with... the,
0: what was the most recent? Um, the Mordor Shadow game.
1: Shadow of War was the second one. Shadow of Mordor was the first. Um, but them games are outstanding. Why are you googling their design for Gollum?
0: No, I was just so i hate to say it so shadow of a war released in 2017 yeah and i feel that games up to 2017 were great but i do feel that we are now seeing a anything covid time related
1: has had knock-on effect
0: Yeah, whether it be a TV show, whether it be a game, whether it be a movie that we've been waiting for that's been pushed back and back and back, everything that has come out around COVID time, whether it be the year or or two leading up to it, because these games have been in development for years, whether it be from 2017 to the end of COVID time, how many flops have we got game-wise? A
1: lot. We have had a lot. And you know what? I think COVID hasn't helped, I do think another thing is, especially with how commercially successful Witcher th- every game that is fantasy, every game that is open world, has looked at Witcher and been like, how can I do this, but bigger? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them lose their identity in there, because I love Witcher 3, I've got a Witcher tattoo, I'm the biggest Witcher fanboy, you know, Geralt is even on my bedroom wall. But,
0: because whenever he turns over from cuddling up with his partner, he likes to turn up and look at Geralt of Rivia. And Kratos. And, yeah. And if you, I want to touch myself, you let your imagination I to put, like, if go wild. If I want go to wild. touch
1: myself, I have to put a bit of paper over Atreus. Um,
2: <laughs> Not now, you sweet summer child. Um, Boy, get here. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, like,
1: it's. No, you're right. Witches open world isn't great. Like I do feel like a lot of Witcher's open world is pretty empty. Like Yeah, it has all these question marks that you can go do, but they're all more of the same. The main reason a lot of people play Witcher is for the story. Yeah, And a lot, I think that's what a lot of people don't seem to get. is They sit there and they look at how Witcher did their open world and think, right, this is the key to success, and they recreate that. Well, then they don't have the story and characters and gameplay to back it up. Because even Witcher's gameplay, it's not the best, but there's enough there and enough with the skills and stuff that you can kind of still make your own build, which is why I think stuff like Baldur's Gate has not tried to recreate that formula; it's done its own
2: thing, and that's why it's worked. But we'll get back on. We'll come back. To, we'll come back to Baldur's Gate. We'll stay on the topic I of Witcher. Say, it goes yeah. back
1: to what we were saying about Rings of Power and the um, showrunners blaming the fans for the failure that was that show. Um, the Witcher showrunners. The Netflix which showrunners have blamed American fans for being too stupid to understand the complexities of the books that they have had to simplify and dumb down the storylines and that is why the show is disappointing. They've said it's painful for them and it's painful for the showrunners too.
2: What a load of bollocks.
0: It's one of those things that they're blaming the viewer base and everything or a part of the viewer base because they they it it flopped the fact I'm sorry but they cast the perfect person for Geralt of Rivia this is it when it first got released when it first got released that he was going to be playing Geralt every gamer that has played the Witcher rejoiced in happiness and joy because this is a, a guy that has played the games, loves the games, understands the in-depth relationships between Geralt and other characters within these games. And we all rejoiced with, with it being, oh, Henry Cavill is going to come out and he's going to tell them where they're going wrong and we're going to get the TV show that we deserve. And first season, oh yeah, and the books. But what, annoying, what annoys me season, with it. Great. Second season... Was, miss. Yeah, they were good episodes, they were bad episodes. This final one, combat scenes, amazing.
1: See, I thought some of the combat scenes were a bit lackluster. Compared to stuff like, I don't think you'll ever be, the, the pinnacle of Witcher combat will forever be that scene where um, Geralt is fighting Renfri's men in episode one. Yeah. I don't feel they ever recreated that awesomeness. Like, even just, I don't know if... I've Spoilers for anyone who's not watched season three. I'm not going to go too much into it. I'm going to try and avoid spoilers as much as possible, but just in case. That bit with the final fight with a certain big bad in the last episode, or second to last episode, I thought was boring as fuck. Like, I know that's kind of how it goes in the books, but to translate to cinematics, you'd think that... But what pisses me off is they've blamed
2: American audiences. Now, let's think. Before American audiences became fans of The Witcher,
1: how many people in the Western, in like Western Europe and in America and in Australia, anyone basically outside of like Poland
2: and its immediate surrounding countries, how many of us actually knew about The Witcher books? I didn't. I
1: did, thankfully, because I was big into my fantasy and I did my own research. But I'd never if I hadn't done my own research, I'd have never have found them. I wouldn't have seen them anyway. It was America because let's face it, there's a fuck ton more Americans than there are most other people that played Witcher 3. If it wasn't for the mass amount of Americans diving on the Witcher universe with Witcher 2 and 3, and Doug Cockle, an American man, putting his voice to Geralt and becoming
2: that iconic. The It would have never got a show. A show being run by Americans
1: saying that Americans are too stupid to understand it. The only Americans too stupid to understand the complexities of Witcher are the ones in the fucking writing room with the thumbs up their ass. The rest of us get it perfectly fucking fine. It's less complex than Game of Thrones. It's not hard to
2: follow.
0: Sorry, I'm really That's... passionate and really angry. Yeah. No, no, it, it's completely understandable. The fact that Netflix people are blaming American vans for not understanding the books, it's one of those that... Use the book material and the resource material that is out there to create these things and stop going off on a fucking tangent thinking, oh yeah, we've got the name of the franchise, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want with it. No, we want physical representations and reenactments of these events from books and games. You give us that with the people that we want and your show is going to be six, seven, eight seasons long. Yeah. You had the perfect Geralt of Rivia. You listened to the guy that was playing the character who has a passion for the game and has read the source material, and you would have had a franchise that would have kept going, as I said, for six and seven seasons with a lot of stuff, with potential there to do spin-off shows of like a series thing. Yeah, it would have been something, but at the end of the day you're the people to blame the writer strikes and everything yeah it's 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 sad to know but and they should be getting paid more but i'm pretty sure if they actually created things based off of the source material like the books and the games that we will we all know and love we'd have a lot more respect for them in that sense but it's now gonna it's Let's be honest, this is the third video game to movie adaptation thing that has gone bad. Yeah. You had Warcraft, which was like, oh, this is going to be fucking amazing. And I love the Warcraft movie. But when you look at that compared to the actual games and the, the story and everything, it was a massive flop. People hated it. The Witcher. It was looking really good after season one but then has declined because they've gone some off the source material it's and just so gone, oh, that. well, we're going to do our own thing.
1: It's just so... But it's like one of the showrunners turned around and said, the decision we've made, which is going to differentiate from the books, is Siri's very much the main character here. It's like, if you've read the books, you would know she's the fucking main character anyway. It's all about her destiny. Daryl is just the catalyst of telling her story. They don't know what they're doing, this shit. And they're blaming other people, and it's no different from the fucking Rings of Power people when they sat there, because it's very much announced in Lord of the Rings universe, female dwarves have beards. Now, we saw the female dwarves in Rings of Power. They didn't have beards. But they literally went out there and said, we painstakingly added each hair to the dwarf women, and you could see it in the show. They have beards, and you're looking at it going, lies. And it's the same shit here. They're blaming everyone else for their problems when at the end of the day, as we know, they did Blood Origins, which should have been twice as long as it was, but most of it, because the showrunners don't know their arse from their elbows, most of it was that shit, that unusable. They had to scrap it and jigsaw shit back together. And that is why that entire show doesn't flow. This core story arc's missing relationships are built in like the snap of a finger because half of the shit isn't usable. So it's not there. And they're sat there going, we know how to run a show. It's you guys that don't understand it. It's like, we're probably the only ones that fucking do. Cause they're, they're sure. The showrunners don't, the one showrunner who's trying to push for it to follow the books. He's fucking left with Cavill.
0: So it says a lot. That's the thing. It's like, uh, don't bring on someone that knows his stuff. And then shit all over it. Yeah. Because you're going to lose, one, the best person to play him. Two, you're going to lose the player base of the game franchise or the, the, the readers of the books. You're going to lose them because what you're doing is taking something that is beloved by them and f- shitting on it Yeah and then closing it up and then burning it. And then all you've got is this shit-covered fucking fire... That smells of like feces. It's it's just
2: yeah. Wait, madness yeah. It is madness. <clears throat> it, it's stuff like like there's some creative decisions they've made. I liked.
1: Like a lot of people seem to be getting worked over of the fact that people like Philippa and Fringilla are played by Black and stuff like that. I don't give a fuck if they're the best actor for the role. Go for it. And personally. I've seen the actresses in other shit. They are good actresses. The only reason they don't feel that good in this is because the show has not given them anything good to work with, especially the person who plays um, Philippa in this series. She's probably one of the highlights of this series to me. Like I've said openly, I actually don't mind Witcher Season 3, but the reason for that is because I've stopped watching it as a Witcher show, and I've just started watching it as a generic fantasy show. Yeah. In that regard, I don't mind it. I've distanced myself. As far as I'm concerned, they're not the same things. So if they want to butcher the source material, fucking go for it. I'll never call it a witch in my life. Um, but a lot of people get worked up off the skin colour. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the skin colour. Because if you're going to get that worked it- up about how people look different, the fact that Henry Cavill is, shouldn't be Geralt then because we, Geralt's not supposed to be attractive. He's supposed to be really lean, really ugly, and have a smile that makes him look like a fucking serial killer. It should be scary, and he's not. He's hot as fuck.
0: So, uh,
1: but people don't it, have a problem with that. It's one of
0: that. those. They, 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 were building a franchise with a lot of good actors and actresses, and even upcoming people. Yeah, you, they're they're flooding it, and they're giving they 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 gave The Witcher everything that it needed. They just needed the stupid fucking idiot cunning writer writers. That is angry. They did. If you don't understand the source material, yeah, fuck off it. and work on something like yeah. the Barbie movie. I don't give a flying fuck. It's like anything. Lord of the Rings. Love the franchise. Haven't watched Ring of Power because it was apparently a massive flop. Warcraft movie. Watched it. Got free copies of it. But that's because I'm a diehard fan of Warcraft and I like to see the orcs and yeah. stuff. But when it comes to the story of it, it was a bit near Witcher. I loved the first season. And then from there, it's just been a steady decline. And as I said before, and I'll say it again, if they stuck to the source material and listened to the people that had the love and the passion and the understanding of the books without even having to read them for the job role, it would have been a better season, better series, and a better franchise. And the fact that Henry Cavill has now walked away from there to go to Amazon to go do Warhammer and he's been told that he is going to be one of the executive producers. Tim and, and has um,
1: watched his face in My Zombie, isn't it? Who call it? Yeah, it, it's them two doing it. And I'm so fucking excited for that. That's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, it's seriously a franchise that he can work with and make it his own because yeah. he has such a love for that franchise in particular. It, 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 it's a no-brainer. If, if it's shit, then so what? Yeah, but at least, least
1: they've put the time into it.
0: Yeah, the fact that Warhammer has been a massive franchise for decades now, and they're only just getting a, a TV show.
1: I would rather see people like Rahul and Henry, who are big fans of Warhammer, try and make a show or film for that that is accurate to the source material, something fans want, And then, yeah, if it doesn't work, they can sit there and say, yeah, it didn't work, but we tried and we kept it true to what it should be. I'd rather see that than what they're doing with Witcher, which is if at first you don't get the numbers you want, butcher the fuck out of it until you either get what you want or have enough bad complaints that you can say that everyone's stupid.
0: The fact is, I think with Warhammer being such a massive franchise, even bigger than Witcher and Warcraft and... I would say it's on par with Lord of the Rings in the, in the broadest of senses because, let's be honest, they're the little people that you don't hear much of. But yeah. the game workshop and everything, they're still fucking going. They're still releasing new stuff. So they must be doing fucking well. If they are given the right tools, like Cavill and these big actors and writers and directors and stuff, if they are given the tools to do so and the freedom to make it as a fan would perceive it. That's exactly what they need. But the fact that they took Witcher and basically shat in their hands and clapped in his face, it's
1: but what, is what ridiculous. But me off the most with Witcher, or the Netflix Witcher specifically, they don't have any care or,
2: like, regard for the source material. They've said as much themselves. Um, but even with them not giving a fuck about source material, and I'm doing all this shit to it, I can't
1: go out and get any of the new book covers for The Witcher, Witcher stories, which I would fucking love because the new covers are sexy. I can't go out and get them because every single one of them has the Now On Netflix sticker printed onto the cover. and I don't want that shit because I do not want my books associated with this fucking dumpster.
2: Yeah. And it's so annoying. So I'm like, leave my shit alone! But it... Uh. The thing
1: is, like, I really, really hope Liam's good in the role. Not because I want the show to be good. Because at this point, I'm going to watch it even if it's shit because it's Witcher. I'm just, like I said, I'm just distancing myself from the fact that... It is. I just want it to be okay for Liam because he has got big shoes to fill. And he is in a hard place, but someone had to fill the role, and it just so happens to be him. I think I, I want him to do well for him, not for them. For him,
0: I think, as as you said before, that when you were watching season three, you distanced yourself from it being a Witcher show, and you've just taken it as a generic fantasy. If we if we're to do that when Liam takes over with the new season with Liam. I think it will be a decent fantasy show,
2: Yeah. but
0: you just have to take the love and the fact that it's got the Witcher name. You have to take that away from it. Yes, it could come out and it could be really good, but just see it as another fantasy fucking TV show. The
1: thing is, I think like, what, does, what doesn't help is I think the reason season one did so well is because a lot of the people watching it hadn't read the books. But after season one, a lot of people went and read the books. And by season two, people were clued up on the bullshit that they were
2: pulling. Yeah. And now people have
1: educated themselves to a point where they can call them out, and that's what they don't like.
0: It's the fact that these big companies and big corporations and the writers and stuff they're people with a lot of power a lot of influence and they make a lot of money from it and they think that lowly people that buy the books from a bookstore instead of writing the books that they're the stupid idiots no we're the people that take everything in we psychoanalyze everything and we piece together the puzzles of the tiny details whereas it seems like these writers and stuff if the writers had gone off and actually read the books themselves and actually then listen to the people that had read the books and played the games and all that, would be far better.
1: I think if, if Cavill had have been one of the leads on it, rather than like being, just being cast to make out, if he'd have been one of the producers of the show, he'd have been outstanding. But the fact that there's, there's a fan movie out there on Netflix, I'll try and find the name for it, with zero budget, that does so much better than season three of Witcher does. And it's heartbreaking to see. Like I said, it's going to be sad to see Cavill go, but it's nice knowing he's moving on to better things. And it's something that he wants to do, where he's going to be respected and he's given the creative freedom. And I fucking love Rahul Corley, so the fact that they're working on this together is amazing.
0: Um, is it like a movie? I
1: think it's a fan movie on Netflix,
0: on um, YouTube, yeah. Ozer's uh, Legacy?
1: Ozer's Legacy, could be. That sounds about right, yeah. But, it, but,
0: it, uh
1: Yeah. We'll move on from this because I could I could rant about this shit uh, for days. Yeah. But we'll wait and see what happens. I do think it's funny that now Cavill's gone. Uh Andre Shapkowski, the dude who basically said that he was Geralt in his eyes and gave him the seal of approval and hasn't said such a thing about Hemsworth. Has now decided with Cavill leaving he's going to write a new Witcher book. I think he's just going to do it just to fuck with Netflix. And I really hope that's true, because that would be piss funny. I'm excited because we get a new cover.
0: I, 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 you know what? It may encourage me to start reading books and everything. They and are outstanding the books. Because that's the thing. Whether it be an audio book or whether it be me physically reading the book, I think I'll give them a go to like truly understand.
1: Depending on what edition you get, if you get some of the earlier editions. Uh, in some places, the translation is a bit... Ooh, because obviously the translator directly from Polish. All in all, yeah. the books are fine. The brilliant reads, I love them. If anyone hasn't read the books and wants to, I 100% recommend doing it. You can get the bundle of them on Amazon for fairly cheap. And it is 10 times better than anything Netflix are going to give you. Go yeah. get the audiobooks, though, because I got the audiobooks to listen to whilst I was working, and the fucker who does it... Because anyone who's played the games knows that Yaskier in the games is called Dandelion. It translated in the west and went to Dandelion. Whoever did the audiobooks, but it passed across all books that they were going to pronounce his name as Dandelion, and I'm not happy with it, but, you know, that's a story for a different day. All right, so moving on to the next topic. Mr. Beast, fellow content creator, small creator just like us, is um, in a $100 million lawsuit over a breach of contract by his... uh, company running his ghost kitchen so as any a lot of people will know a lot of people might not um he runs a company called Mr Beast burger which has his branding he's the face of it but for all intents and purposes he has no involvement with it the legal agreement is he stays out of it they do their thing he does his he gets some money from it very reasonable agreement yeah but he's been posting online about how the burgers are undercooked and stuff and coming at the company like because obviously it's got his face on it Fair enough. If I had my face on a burger company and I found out they were selling undercooked burgers and getting people ill, I'd probably be pissed off too. However, this has come from a few reports, small reports, which, let's face it, with how many he has, like, stores he has in it across America, and he's even got something like London and shit, he's properly franchised out, you're going to have a few people get ill. That's the nature of fast food.
0: The The thing I want to say before we continue on is I was actually having a look at the Mr. Beast Burger and yes, they've got a couple of Mr. Beast Burger stores, physical like a McDonald's style building. But the majority of Mr. Beast Burgers, they're not actually Mr. Beast Burger premises. They're other burger joints that have been brought in to offer up and sell the Beast Burger.
1: You just Uber eats it and it comes in Mr. Beast brand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. It is like other little um, burger places and can be some of these big franchises but it's just so that they can, instead of having to make full restaurants and stuff
1: That's why it says it's Ghost just, Kitchens on the article
0: Yeah, it is the fact that yes, there are a couple of physical locations that you can go to which is all Mr Beast branded but when you order a Beast Burger it just comes from a generic burger place or burger restaurant and they make it Following the recipe, but at the end of the day, if it's not an phys- not a physical Mr. beast burger restaurant, and it is these smaller ones, yeah, you you're kind of signing yourself up for a bad time anyway.
1: But yeah, so he's he's come out after having a, a legal agreement with Mr. Beast burger that he'd stay out of it. It's got his face on it, and that's as far as it goes. Um, he promotes it and stuff. He's not been promoting it. He's been making comments about the state of the company and like the state of the burgers coming out, uh, basically damaging the company, and as they've said he's it, made disparaging comments um, that have caused irreparable harm, point to a number of now deleted tweets in which Donaldson said he would he wanted to end the partnership and signed a bad
2: deal. Now the fact he's deleted the tweet does even he knew he shouldn't have done that
1: but. Again, it only seems to be a few reports of bad burgers and he's now put this shit out there. I think that's just him trying to get ahead of the game and look cool by being the bully that he's being reported to be because this is not the first time he's been reported as being a bully. A lot of stories come out of him being a piece of shit. One of the things was about people stood in the circle and there was one dude stood in the circle who was trying to win money because he needed it to fund his medical treatment, so he was really wanting to win this Mr Beast contest, but he was diabetic and he needed his insulin, and Mr Beast re- oh, it might, might have been either he it was, it was either diabetic and needed his insulin or was asthmatic and needed his inhaler, I think both things have happened and Mr Beast refused to give them the medication, so well if you want it, you'll have to come out of the circle prick that's someone's life you're playing with then and we know when people get desperate the shit they will do for money, especially in America with the healthcare system they've got but there's been a lot of reports of, him being a, reports of him being a piece of shit. Now, I know he does a lot of nice things for charity. I'm not disproving that. I'm not, like, going against that. But Jimmy Savile also did nice things for charity. Now, I'm not saying Mr. Beast is a paedophile and a predator by any means. There's no evidence to say that. Don't get me wrong. Don't sue me, Jimmy. I don't have $100 million. But when so many people are calling you a bully, and saying that you use your money to push people out and get what you want you've got to start to
2: wonder is it just jealousy or is he actually a piece of shit what do you think sam
0: i've i've read up on a lot more stuff when it comes to mr beast whether it, with it being like other co-hosts and other people that he used to have on on the regular and why they're not in videos anymore and there are a couple of people that left because they wanted to go do other things and there are other people that were forced out because they didn't like the way that jim that they, they weren't fitting jimmy's branding so they he kicked them out because he it wasn't to his branding and everything it's like um something the viking i can't remember jake the viking
1: yeah i remember
0: him i liked him the big dude with the beard. so did i he's still doing content thank god and he says that it's there's nothing wrong with they they're, they're still okay but he was forced out because the way that the channel was going was they needed loudmouth yeah. childish idiots really to be his sidekicks and he was like too that. sensitive minded and sent the sorry sensible minded not sensitive And he was this big viking looking bloke compared to these small child like man child looking people at the end of the day he is he is a guy that probably has done some bad things in the past and probably is still doing some bad things you see it with everyone but he does a lot for of good for charity and helps a lot of people Yes, if he's trashing his own Mr. Beastburger, then it's not good. It's a brand that you need to sit down and cut the con- uh, contract and get it sorted. You either you buy out the contract and you take over Mr. Beastburger and you get someone new in to run the show, or you cut your name out of it and they have to rebrand the name because yeah. they're you, using your name on that product. And you
1: give him the 100 million that you own.
0: <laughs> exactly. I don't think it's going to go, it, it will go that far because I don't think he that Jimmy has a hundred million dollars.
2: He ah. does all these
0: videos, but from reports and everything, every dime that he makes on videos and stuff, which he's got, so he will, yeah. probably
1: won't have a lot in reserve now.
0: No, exactly. Like he's just done a video literally yesterday where he goes from a one dollar hotel all the way up to. Like, no, a $1 holiday to a $250,000 holiday. I need to watch and that. They, one, I want to know who's getting these $1 holidays. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But it's ones where he's, he brings other people in. And th- th- there's a lot of money being spent on these things, whether it be the Willy Wonka chocolate factory for the Mr. Beast thing, where you win the factory at the end or whatever. Or stay on an island and win an island. Great so mr beast he's good doesn't have the money yeah he's not got the money there he's good at what he does but he doesn't have the money there and if he does and he's been bullshitting everyone in all of the interviews that i've seen then whatever if he's a good guy or if he's a bad guy
2: yeah
0: he provides good content and if he if he's not satisfied because we only know this side of things yeah What's not to say that he also isn't yeah. hating on the fact that the guy that's been running Mr. Beast Burger has yeah. been running it into the ground, and this guy is just trying to get $100 million as an exit strategy. Yeah.
2: So that
1: he can it, it, be it's like, a two- you, Jimmy, I'm off.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a double-sided thing. Yes, Mr. Beast is sued, of million dollars over contract a uh, breach of contract by company running his his ghost kitchens but at the end of the day what's not to say that the other dude that's actually suing mr beast is also not the villain in this yeah maybe jimmy has been slacking it off
1: but, but at the end of the day if he's it... human we all put yeah. stuff on social media and think i knew it all. all the time
0: <laughs> exactly but jimmy might have a been having issues with this guy saying that you need to do this you you need to do that i know i said that i'd take i'm an outsider from this and it's just my face and name but you need to change it to because this is technically also my brand yeah what's not to say that he's been having grievances the guy that's suing hasn't listened to a word he said and the tweets and everything were his only way to get publicity yeah, get, and get save election, his grievances it, yeah. but well um
2: it,
1: it's an interesting one obviously as it goes on we'll keep an eye on the state of the legal battle yeah and, and hopefully give you guys an update once there's more to it but yes that, but i am with you it's like i know it sounded like i came at him really hard at the start that wasn't my intention it's just it, with all the stuff that has been said it does make you wonder is he actually a victim in this but then, like you said, is he actually guilty? Though it's innocent until proven guilty. That was—I shouldn't have come at him so viciously at the start. I'm saying this like he's going to hear it. <laughs> Jimmy's never going to listen to this podcast if he does. hi, give us some money. The, the bi-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us some money.
1: I'll bet you burgers for you.
0: But the final thing I want to say on this is, on a broader sense there is a lot of these issues between content creators and content creators and content creators and businesses and content creators and platforms. And you have one side coming out with all these articles, spirating the other. Yeah. And in this day and age, we have completely lost the whole fact of sit down, have a decent conversation between the two with a mediator, Or lawyers or whatever someone to be the middle person to keep it a fair and calm conversation discuss the issue and resolve it but no in this day and age everything is everyone is clout chasing and medias are hawks and vultures just sit down and have a conversation between the two parties whether it be mr beast and this guy that's running mr beast burgers or whether it be between two um, streamers, or two a video, a gamer and a video game company, sit down and have the comp- like have the conversation, because Twitter is a toxic Twitter's platform awful. that X you're allowed to place. Is awful. Yeah, you're al- you're allowed to post anything on there up to a certain degree. Yeah, and that's where all of these issues get hashed out it all ends back to twitter
1: the public don't know if you're gonna have everyone an... can see it. messy
0: exactly it it it's clout chasing to the to the highest because it's not only that it's a topic that i wanted to bring up that didn't make it onto the docket um it is a it is a broad one but it's kind of like this um i'm sorry to completely go off topic from no, mr God. beast as it, we, we... so I was watching um, TikTok and Ethan Hawke, I think it is, that does the podcast.
1: Ethan Hawke?
0: You mean, is he Nesta,
2: the dude who's friends with Markiplier? No, no, no. Uh,
0: Ethan Hawke.
2: You know about
1: the
0: actor who was in Moon Knight?
1: Oh, he, that H E H E H 3 H E productions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ethan that's Klein. That's the one. Yeah. Ethan Klein. I knew it was Ethan something. So, he recently recently did a uh podcast and it had XQC on it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember you mentioned something about up, this yesterday, yeah.
0: He called up a or spoke to someone that created a video on YouTube it was just a generic thing and the premise behind it or the whole reason I want to bring it up is the fact that this was a content creator that created a YouTube video and a bigger content creator watched it completely didn't give any of the didn't give any shout outs or anything like that used it all and he's making money off of a reaction video of someone that has spent time and money on a video.
1: Well, surely I thought copyright like re- laws were, if you were to debate reaction content, you had to credit it. So surely this dude has a copyright suit that
0: he could file. It, so that's, that's what was discussed. It was like, this guy could take it on. But the the whole to take XQC on, but then again, can he really, considering XQC is a big multi-million pound Oh, multi-million dollar streamer that has the resource whereas this guy was just a small guy that probably made it in his bedroom hoping yeah. that it might blow up yes it blows up and he's get money he gets money from it because people are going to watch the video natively but the fact that another person has now basically stolen his stuff
1: well it depends how much money they're making off it because if they if they make a lot of money off this podcast which i imagine they fucking do considering how high-rated they are on, like, Spotify and stuff. He went to, like, a no-win-no-fee lawyer and went, look, this is what's happened, and they look into the copyright law and look and say, right, we can sue them for this percentage of what they've earned from that podcast. I will take this percentage out of the thing. In theory, they could get some money, but like you said, a lot of content creators have that much money nowadays that they can just bury people and bully their way into being above the rules. And it's, it's not fair. It's disgusting.
0: XQC has the money to and probably has a lawyer on call for any need that he needs whether it be a financial lawyer or a lawyer that just does everything from financial to actual getting out of shit
1: find the dude's fucking house and make his real life shit as well
0: exactly it's
1: toxic as fuck
0: (laughs) it's one of those it it kind of meets with the mr beast thing it's two people having a disagreement online and that's where it is whereas the two with xqc and this other guy they need to sit down and have a chat about it but xqc said some stuff that is online and to his character whether it's his character or it's just his fucking personality i don't know but at the end of the day xqc used this guy's video created it was on stream but then he streams his videos and he's making money completely off of this guy. And it was like, there was no shout out. There was no courtesy saying, can I use this on my stream? It was just, I'm going to go ahead and watch it. And I don't care what happens.
2: People like
1: that piss me off. Think they whatever
2: but yeah, it's, it's, it's it was.
1: It, that shit. Sticking on the topic of content creators.
2: He's a content creator who I don't think
1: is to blame for the drama they're involved. And I actually feel uh, quite sorry I... for them. Which is, I don't like the person. Particularly. No, no reason. I don't dislike them, but I don't like them. Um, but I still feel sorry for them. Kai Senna. He went to New York City to do a big in-person giveaway for his fans uh, in Union Square. He was giving away, I want to say, PlayStation 5s
2: and something else and gift cards. Um, his fans turned up. Started rioting, destroying shops and property, stealing
1: the giveaway stuff. There was lots of vandalism. There was a lot of, um, a lot of arrests. I believe he was arrested as well. Uh, Kaisen was arrested, I might be wrong and he's now being charged with inciting a riot.
2: Now, to me, to me, unless he was the one rioting, I
1: don't think, I don't know how American law works, but to me, it's like, everyone has the right to peaceful protest. I know that's not what happened here, but a peaceful gathering. He didn't stand there and say, all right, everyone, let's smash some shops. That to me had been citing a riot. Him stood there with some PS5s going to write, Can everyone please wait the turn? I'll try and get to as many people as possible. And they're all chinning each other and smashing up shop windows. I wouldn't say that's his fault, personally. Would you?
0: Oh. <sighs> okay. Kai Senet, as a person, is a very energetic, uh, like, wild, charisma person. He this year he was voted the best up and coming because he came from nowhere and he just grew and grew and grew and the fact that he chose to do an a irl giveaway is incredible the fact that he's there's some sort of wholesomeness there now it only takes one bad egg to stir the hornet's nest really and I know that's probably completely wrong, and I've just fused like six different fucking sayings and whatever. But one bad person breaks a window and then another one follows and another one follows. He yeah. wasn't there to incite a riot. He was doing a giveaway, and he probably didn't realize that so many people were going to show up, but it was a mega, mega event.
1: yeah, it's, it, and in he New was York there to City do a wholesome well.
0: giveaway. Yeah, he was there to do a wholesome giveaway because he's got a name and a brand and he said that he was going to do it and he did it.
1: Yeah.
0: And one person started off or a handful of people decided, you know what, we're going to use this and we're going to cause this riot. And now he's been charged with inciting a riot. Which I feel sorry for him. It's ridiculous.
1: I feel so sorry for him because like he said himself, there needs to be, like, people need to respect the fact that stuff like it should be a happy and safe occasion, event. It shouldn't be this. And the fact he's now having to take a step back from streaming, which is his main livelihood, because he's having to travel back and forth for fucking court dates and sort himself out with this legal battle. Yeah.
2: Because he wanted to give some fans some gifts. It's disgusting. He's yeah. the victim in this. Yeah. because
1: if this it's... is what happened i bet all them ps5s and gift cards were taken and i bet it were, I bet yeah. he didn't hand them out i bet they would they were just taken
2: he's as
0: much of i it don't it know as the, half of the half ins and the outs of it but he was trying to do something wholesome and someone start, turned something that was wholesome and good and turned it into a massive event yeah and I do feel sorry for him. I do. People may not agree with him and not like him.
1: But even even but on this at this the end of the picture, day, he like is anyone, only a person. For anyone who's watching live, you can even see on this picture he's smiling while he's holding that news article
0: up. But
1: you can tell that smile is false. If you look at his eyes, that dude's sad.
0: That that dude knows that's, that he's in he's yeah, in the shit.
1: That's a dude who's broken. But he's broken.
0: continuing on. He's continuing on to do his stuff and trying to be the person that he was because that's the way he makes money yeah whether he's allowed to continue doing these streams and stuff or whether because he's got this it's it's up in the air and he's been told he's not allowed whatever but this is a guy that his livelihood has now been affected by the actions of others
1: yeah i feel i do feel sorry for the guy i feel really 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 and looking at that picture i just want to i just want to give him a hug man (laughs) he's he's been been he had
0: a couple of guests on his. podcast or his streams and one of them was vandalizing his home his stream set up he had a, uh, a couple one of which was just like this fucking bad mouth bratty person and the other was a dude that was in a relationship with her but was kind of pussy whipped and she ended up launching chairs around his room and Disgusting. not wanting to leave because they wanted to get pub like. They want to get the publicity. They put a hole in his wall by throwing a chair. Which
1: goes and back to And this is what... a home
0: that he doesn't own. He rents. Yeah. So he's then for he again it's a guy that is doing something just a chatting thing with some fun and games. And someone's ruined. Has it all ruined and by someone? And it goes someone.
1: back to what you were saying, which is
2: people are just there to clout chase. Yeah and it, it fucking he
0: wouldn't uh, he wouldn't have incited a riot he wouldn't have gone out and said on stream look we're gonna go here and we're gonna cause shit yeah. he was just trying to do a giveaway and everything he's a wholesome person he does a lot of stuff for his family and his friends and everything like that like anyone would with the money that he brings in yeah. but
1: last thing like i said i don't watch him his content isn't really for me but from the stuff i've seen yeah, he's very energetic when he's on streams, but he does seem very down to earth. I, I actually see a lot of my sort of, maybe not so much now because I feel like I'm less energetic on streams, but when I started streaming, I feel like me and him sort of gave off the same energy.
2: I yeah. don't know why I don't click with his content. I just don't. But um,
1: I do feel sorry for the guy. And the sad thing is as well for us as content creators, it's like, shit if we ever get to that size is that what we've got waiting for Uh,
2: yeah because this is the biggest thing is
1: people don't see the fact that it's his fans that cause it. people see twitch streamer insights city riot and it gives all of us a bad name when in reality that ain't on him that's on some
2: fucking teens that turned up to an event and were pricked
0: Uh, it's it's ridiculous and yeah it does open it uh, does open the question if we are to make it maybe not as a streamer but as a youtube or something because i think it's more of a twitch stream thing with all of these issues because you don't particularly hear about it from youtube video creators not really yeah but these live streamers if that's what we're, we're aiming towards to get that level of like I can't think of the word like getting those viewers getting that money getting that popularity and everything yeah. and getting our name out there and known if that's what we're looking forward to god help it kind of makes me not want to
1: yeah i'd rather it live kind of under
0: makes the me radar think i would much rather quit streaming altogether now move over to youtube and post a video every couple of days and go to that because it, like, me- it makes you way. think
1: do it's like i see certain people like rad dream and like, I know people who don't show their faces, and I sit there and think oh, they've actually got the right idea because when they go out on the street shit like this doesn't happen
0: it's and like I'm, act- I'm a huge fan of the Sidemen yeah a British YouTube community they have t- openly admitted on podcasts and clips and videos that they are not able to go and do anything in the UK anymore one because does, they've yeah. used up a lot of the ideas but anywhere in the UK, they are such a big, well-known people. Like, okay. yeah.
1: You got distracted by yeah, the shouting in the background, just... then
0: didn't you? I, I, I did. Yeah. Could <laughs> tell. I was like, oh shit! I'm gonna have to like quickly leave. Um, but yeah, they can't go anywhere in the UK without being recognised. And if they so the minute that they get recognised, it goes from a small group of two or three people to 40, 50 people. They've got security guards when they're doing videos in the UK. Yeah. And as, as Ajax just said, there's a lot of time to think that YouTubers, uh, VTubers do have the right idea. Hiding your face and hiding behind a model. Yes, people may find out who you are, but your face isn't going to be there. For us, for you and me, it's going to be difficult because our face is out there.
1: And even if we swap to vTuber now, it's too late.
0: Exactly, I want to do like VTuber stuff because like my setup and everything isn't the best and I don't feel like I look the best. So me being a VTuber is great, but people know what my face is like because I've posted it on not only Twitch, but I've also appeared in other people's channels (laughs) and I've also got all the social media.
1: Which considering I'm wanting to start putting all these podcasts on YouTube as well in a playlist... Your face is going to be on there forever.
0: Sammy boy, exactly. But if, if the way that Kai Senate and all the other big huge uh, streamers, this is the way that they are treated with bad eggs coming in and ruining things that should be wholesome and good. And the legal issues that they have to go through every day. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be at that stage. I want to be comfortable with a wage. That's going to be able to make me live but I can still do this sort of stuff at home. I can play video games, make content, and have fun doing it. And this be a nine-to-five job, but one that I enjoy. Well yeah, said. That, um, Ajax has said, it's, just, it's like Corpse Husband, one of the biggest streamers of 2020, when, when the Amogus game was the game. He hides his face all the time, and it's only a few close friends that have seen it. Like, the, I remember seeing a YouTube compilation of people reacting to seeing his face for the first time. No one on the platform has seen his face except for his close streamer friends, and they are all shocked.
1: It's like, what's his face who does um, this stuff with, like Will and Ian, I'm Alex, and James Marriott and stuff as well? I'm blanking on his name, but you know which one I mean, don't you? Where's that shit, man? Yeah. It's same. Um, I don't know what he looks like. I do not recognise him on the street, but if I pass Will and Ian, he's square fucking street. I'd... Instantly
0: exactly it's it's one of those
1: it's an interesting topic but and it's, it's definitely a we, rabbit we hole could go on about it again we could that we yeah. could fall
0: down <laughs> i'm just going to message you it because i think it would be good to revisit this and have a full in-depth conversation about the pros and cons of being a streamer in this day and age and we have a proper conversation about it in a, in a, pod, a, in a future podcast one. episode to come
1: yeah that's fine i'm i'm getting for revisiting and obviously we, we know a fair few streamers we can talk to them as well so exactly we, and the nice thing is we know we know quite a few big streamers quite a few small streamers so it'd be nice to sort of like
2: get a proper opinion across the board rather than just from small streamers it'd be an interesting one to go back um and then another quick fire topic one sam's excited for new south park game
0: okay now the new South Park game, for those of you that don't, don't know, it was just announced. It is uh, kind of continuing from the Stick of Truth, um, that sort of franchise. But they've taken it from a 2D game, and it is now going to be a full 3D multiplayer co-op, whereas before the other games were just single players, from what I can remember. I
1: am intrigued.
0: But this is, it's going to be like a Diablo dungeon crawlery style, but in the South Park universe, and it's going to be 3D.
2: So apparently, this one's made by THQ Nordic as opposed to. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, So it's,
1: I'm just trying to see if we have a, there we go. It's targeted for holiday 2024 christmas next year we should sort of get some hands on experience with this game. now i like stick of truth and fractured butthole so I'm, intri- I'm intrigued by this one i don't particularly like the south park show i do think it stopped being funny about 15 years ago but i like the game so i'm looking forward to seeing it. this might be one that we end up
0: oh if that's the case then yes definitely i'm more than happy to do a, a a duo playthrough of it i i reckon that it's going to be good and the fact that it's by a different studio and they've gone you know what that 2d situation fuck it we're going to go 3d yeah i am a bit i am questioning the quality of the 3dness but i'm also taking it with a pinch of salt right now because that it is a year and a half
1: it's very very far
0: off it, it's a year and a half off being released yeah so i will take anything that i see today as a pinch of salt but i reckon that it it's going to be a fun game to play with your friends and unlike the other ones having the co-op side of things it to me it's going to be a magica. yeah i think i just uh reply to ajax I think we have seen South Park in 3D on occasion. It's been in a few episodes. but As a gimmick. For the of... premise, yeah. Like, like a, a, an episode specific. Same with um, Simpsons. We had a three-dimensional Simpsons thing. And then obviously hit and run. It's going to be that kind of thing. This is the first time that we're properly going to see it in the video game South Park universe. And it does look good from the trailer. And hopefully the story follows the same funny bullshit, the, the, main,
1: the main thing is make sure the art style of it isn't too detailed. Don't go too far to away fair,
0: from core. I don't think it is. I think the way that they've done the 3D, to me, yeah. it looks very much like 2000s 3D when yeah, it first it started to get introduced and it's going to be a fucking hilarious it, time. It, it
1: looks like around mid-2000s Disney where every Disney, animated Disney movie started with a zoom in. Of the thing that sort of took a different angle as it went and curved around, and they went three D with it, and everyone sat there and thought, oh, "Hang on a minute!" But then it'd go back to two yeah. D when it actually started the movie. It feels like, it feels like that art style of that one scene that you got on every fucking Disney movie mid two thousands. Yeah, it's the best way I can describe it. But I but am intrigued. I,
0: I'm, intrigued. I, I, I'm intrigued too, and I'm excited for it, and I will add it to my wish list and. I will play it, and I just hope that they trickle more details about it, but don't give us everything now, and then it's a year and a half until it releases, and then it's a massive flop. I hope that they do little trickles like they have done with other games. And we we just have a good time with it.
1: Hopefully by Christmas next year, we should nearly be done with uh, Baldur's Gate. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, there is something that I want to say about Baldur's Gate, but I think we've got one more tiny topic, probably just a mention about it.
1: The, ne- the next topic is the big topic that involves okay. Baldur's Gate. So, yeah, so we can move on to that one now if you want.
0: The, t- just to hop in, Final Fantasy XIV finally coming to Xbox spring of next year, and I'm very excited for it, to play it on a console that I feel is going to perform better on. Yes, you have the subscription, but I am very excited for it because I have never played Final Fantasy fourteen and I want to play through the stories of all of the expansions that have come.
1: I'm not going to lie, I forgot I sent you that one on the list and I never opened up an article about it.
0: <laughs> That's fine. I, we, can, we can leave it at just that. But for any of you that are Final Fantasy fans, fourteen is coming to Xbox spring of next year. Um, so... If you are going to be playing, I will be on it too. So if you want to make a little guild or a group, hit me up in the DMs.
1: And you don't need Xbox Live to play it. It's its own subscription thing. So you get the subscription for that and you don't need Xbox Live as well. So if you don't have Xbox Live and you still want to play it and you're happy to pay the subscription just for the game, you can. Um, cool. Last topic then. Big topic of the day. We have put some Q&As out. I did wait until this morning to put them out. So I hope I've had some responses. I might not have. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, the big talking point of the year, one of the biggest anticipated releases, um, has released with the ability for offline play, which nowadays with all these always online games coming out is a breath of fresh air. No microtransactions, and the only real DLC that seems to be there at the minute is if you pre-order it, you get some digital art and an outfit and some weapons. So nothing major. Um, it seems to be that buying Baldur's Gate, even just the base version, you do seem to be getting the complete. which, like I said, very refreshing after the industry, yeah. the industry display that we've had for the past how many years?
0: <laughs> just, just a big thing in a, a comparison. You've got Baldur's Gate, which has just released with offline play and no extra transactions and everything ever, really it's out now that's it and then you compare it to borderlands any of the borderlands game that was like okay so here's borderlands and then there's a dlc one dlc two dlc three dlc four and by the end of it you've spent over 200 quid on every like borderlands 2 you spent 200 quid whereas with Baldur's gate you've just come out of the woodwork and gone there's a game enjoy it for as long as you want. Oh, do you want There's nothing do, else coming.
1: Do you want to buy some keys for this chest in the middle of the hub town? It's not a loot box if it's actually built into the world. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I've only just realized that now thinking about it, that you had to buy the keys for the box in the middle of Sanctuary in Borderlands 2 to get random shit. It was a fucking loot box.
2: See, that's pretty good, realized. though. Oh, God. But yeah. um, So the main thing with Baldur's
1: Gate for us is neither of us have played it, neither of us have gone hands on with it. We're very limited to what we can say about the game. Because I don't know about you, Sam. I've been avoiding a lot of gameplay because I don't want any spoilers.
0: I haven't looked at anything. It looks like a really good game. And I have seen one or two TikToks, which is something that I want to bring up. The TikToks are hilarious. Not a spoiler to the game or any story or anything. But Matthew Mercer, one of the guys at Critical Role, has broken Baldur's Gate.
1: I saw that with him stacking all the boxes to get up on top of that castle where he shouldn't be.
0: Yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love him so someone much. someone that is so big in the D&D world and the fact that he's like the game master of one of the biggest and most known franchises in the world for D&D... He's gone and then just broken the newest D&D game. And I think it's, I think it's fantastic that he's done it. Um, but no, I haven't seen anything other than the Matt Mercer and one other TikTok about it. And I'm happy with that because I... Me being someone that hasn't even played D&D before and I'm not someone that tunes into Critical Role or other campaigns daily or weekly or whatever. It is going to be the opening side to us.
1: Well, I think that's, that's what and I think is nice. It, I've heard a lot of people praising it for the fact that the gameplay is that accessible while still teaching people the core mechanics of the tabletop game. It is making, like, I know it's already gone more mainstream anyways as the tabletop game. But it's making it more accessible for more people because like, my reason why I, it took me so long to get into D&D because I had no one to play with. I tried to, I tried to work out the rules on my own and I couldn't figure it out. So I learned by doing, not by reading. So for something like yeah. this, it's going to bring so many more people into the fold and so many more people are going to get to have that love of D&D and let their imagination go. Fucking. And I think that's beautiful. I think it's something that we could all benefit from. Is being able to escape yeah. into a world where our own heads can go wild. Hashtag D D group. We're working on it, don't worry. There have been Honestly, talks.
0: I want a D&D group. The, the the biggest issue that we've run into is getting a DM because we all want to have a character and play the game, but none of us know how to DM. Yeah. So, if if you're offering your services as a DM, there Ajax,
1: I so say the only people who we have who would actually know how to DM are Felix, who is always busy and already in another D and D campaign, and Goody, who is always busy and currently trying to uh, find the time to DM the uh, <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons adventure I'm already part of that we already have fucking <laughs> stream overlay for. And for anyone wondering, yes. You genuinely do already have a stream overlay for it. It's insane. Um. So we need, we need, we need to get you doing some DD. We D. We 100 need to get. You it's gonna be awesome. Obviously, we'll get Baldur's Gate going. We'll have a laugh. There's co-op. We won't be able to play together because I'm on PlayStation and you're on PC. But fuck it, you want a PlayStation eventually. Plus, it drops on Xbox next. No play.
0: That's the thing. It's either we wait until it's on Xbox or we wait until I've got a PlayStation. Either way, I will be getting a console or platform that I am going to be able to play it on.
1: Yeah. Thing is, for me, with Baldur's game, I want to do a single player playthrough first anyway. Yes. I think, and I imagine a lot of people want the same thing, is they want to go through solo first and experience what it has to offer. We'll probably all go do that. Then by next year, when it's coming to Xbox, then you, there's no reason why you and me couldn't both just download the game again. Fucking let's go. So, it'll be all right. We'll figure that bit out. But yeah, so, because we've not played it yet and we've been avoiding spoilers and stuff, so we've not really done anything with we can't talk much about Baldur's Gate itself. But we wanted to use Baldur's Gate as a platform to bring up a topic that we both believe is a very important thing. And I have asked on Twitter, but I don't think, and I've not had any responses yet. So, I'm going to ask you guys in chat live now as well. What do you think? That with Baldur's Gate three being the ideal marketing structure for a game, completed, polished, out with no microtransactions, no always online where you have to pay for subscription services, no DLC that you can literally buy from launch, which a lot of games do. Do you think how with how accessible this game is and how much content there is just in the base game that could have easily been? put away and shipped as DLC and would have been by many other companies. Do you think it highlights the fact that greed has very much become a cornerstone of the gaming industry where having a game release
2: complete is a special occasion? It's a mouthful, but it's a good, a good question. It's a good thought for people to have. Don't you agree?
0: i i do agree i think in this day and age games are releasing now but they're not releasing full games and if they are the full game is so minimalist that most of its stuff then goes to multiplayer you look at every single game out there and to get certain items to get certain content to get extra missions or whatever you're having to pay for dlcs and season passes and battle passes and everything and if it is a free game i can understand it but when you're paying money for a game that should have everything there and then i feel that it's completely wrong of the industry to be in that state now i feel that you look at it from a cyberpunk perspective that game that game when you like buying it today that game has got hundreds upon hundreds of hours of content and you can get it for like 34.99 in most sales yet you look at call of duty the campaign's about eight hours paying full price for a game eight
1: hours is a push sam you're probably looking at about five
0: if that well that's the thing with other companies like that that are that are so invested in doing online content or borderlands borderlands is a brilliant one the fact that borderlands can release and it's got a lot of content but then you've got all the season passes and the battle and the dlcs that you can buy yeah. Which add even more content. Why not just release that sort of stuff with the fucking game? Yeah. Make us pay one price.
1: Well, I, my, main, my main thing that makes me think about this sort of shit, and as Azura has just said, capitalism in it, 100%. And it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking toxic the way they do it. But the perfect example of this is Sims. Every game they release every sims game they release there is less and less and less in the base game and more goes to dlcs and with every game them dlcs get churned up into less and less content so they can put out more more dlcs but the prices aren't going down with the less content the prices are still going up and it, it's so predatory because to have the proper sims experience i think we worked this out over 500 pounds worth of dlc to have the actual
2: complete sims experience which is fucking ridiculous the fact that there's (coughs) pardon me there's babies and stuff in sims
1: but if you want any like 90 percent of the toddler stuff you need to spend what is it 17 pounds on the toddler pack fuck off
2: disgusting like
1: Riddix okay, has just so, said, yeah, straight off, back to okay. me, prices are going up while you're getting given less. Exactly, yeah.
0: So I don't know if this includes the Horse Ranch latest update. I'm just checking. No, it doesn't. But the I'm just about to put the price in chat. But it's for all of the Sims DLCs, packs and everything, it's 970... This, uh, so the base game is now free on all platforms. I
1: know, but for those that have paid for the game as well on top of
0: it, oh that, but, but yeah, that is this... also including the game price as well.
1: Fair enough. Drink. But
0: th- that nine hundred and seventy-four pounds and thirty-five pence to buy every single DLC Excluding digital content extra, extra one, for, which
1: is thirty-five quid. So yeah, you're looking at a grand.
0: Yeah. Worth of DLC. You're looking well over a grand because you've also got a tiny pack that was added with it which was about 5.99 or something yeah, so see, yeah you're looking, you're at, looking at, at over about a 1, 1015
1: grand. pounds. 1000 pounds 1050 pounds
2: to get everything for Sims. Yeah. That is disgusting.
0: The the fact is there's only one other game that I know that costs that much to get certain things. And I think it's like, it's not Starfield. It's um, Star it's another like spacey one.
2: Star Citizen.
0: Possibly, yeah. The one, that,
2: the one that's still in early access and people are basically calling it a scam. Sounds like it could very much be Star Citizen. But yeah, no. It, it, it is just because Train Simulator.
1: That's the thing, Charles. I also dread to think how much we've spent. Um, but we have had some responses um, in Discord. So Ajax has said, greed is 100% part of modern gaming. The big companies don't care about their player base. They only care about making more money. If You haven't covered it already. Overwatch 2, I don't think I need to say why. Now, Overwatch 2, I don't think that is, is that bad. In, in terms of what, it's still not great, but in terms of what is out there, I don't think it's that bad. You get the base game's free. You can unlock the heroes with challenges. You don't have to pay real money. <clears throat> the um, season pass is completely optional. And in my honest opinion, half the shit on there isn't that nice, anyways. Um, and like with the latest season, the story missions that are coming, the story missions you can pay for to pay to have them permanently, or you can play them for the limited time that they're available. I think paying for it is on like six quid. It's not too bad. Like I said, Overwatch has been more predatory in the past, especially during their period of having loot boxes and stuff. I don't think it's that bad. At the minute. um,
0: I've just just done a quick Google search. So other games that are a lot like it. So Train Simulator 2020 for all the DLCs is $10,145. Are
1: you buying an actual fucking train?
0: And for Rockstar, uh, no, Rocksmith, sorry,
1: yeah, for I all imagine of the that.
0: songs, £6,554 to unlock all of the content, which but should, be f- in my opinion, is just, but should be there. To,
1: to, to be fair, the reason it costs so much money is because that game has been going on for so long, and they have to deal with music licensing issues. I can kind of understand the price hike on that, but at the same time, it should, to me, it should be a bit like, um, what do you call it, leading <coughs> um, Guitar Hero. When it's like, right, these are what's on the base game. As soon as these licensing runs out, we're just going to stop selling the game rather than doing yeah. what they're doing. Um, Felix said, definitely seeing this happen way too often. I see it kind of happened in Shadow of the Tomb Raider with their DLC season pass. I mean, it's great to have a release calendar, but it's a lot of extra money. But, but to be honest, it's not as bad as Overwatch. I love the game, but I don't need two different passes to get all the stuff in the se- in, in the season, in my opinion.
2: A lot of people Ooh.
1: do not like Overwatch. Cody <laughs> so said um, Flight
2: Sim, uh, DCS Flight Sim, the DLCs for that. Uh,
0: there's one here. It's a little bit less, but um, little bit, little big planet three.
2: I've never, I'm All not of the
0: DLCs way. come to four hundred and seventy dollars for a sandbox DLC game like that. I, just from my perspective, I think if a game is going to come out as with a story mode or something like that, or it's a simulator game you you give everything for f- you you make even if games increased in price i wouldn't have an issue with it if it meant that the dlc's that we got were all free but i'm not saying make us pay hundreds of pounds for the game straight off the rip i'm saying it's gone from like 30 odd quid from to a game to 50 odd quid to now 80 odd quid in some cases leave it at that if we pay for a game that is that extortionate amount, DLCs should come free.
1: It's just it's, What's madness to me is the fact we live in a day and age where games with
2: hardly any content, games like Call of Duty, still now, to this day, cost an arm and a leg.
1: Any DLCs that come out for it cost an arm and a leg as well. And then you've got games like The Witcher 3 Complete Edition with all its DLCs. You can buy it most days for around six or seven. And it will give you a hell of a lot more playtime. Baldur's Gate 3, let's face it, even in a few years when that game's run its course and it's dropping in price, I would still pay that over £80 for a new Call of Duty any day. Yeah. Because it's a no brainer. It's like at this minute in time, we've got all these other releases coming out. I'm playing Red Dead 2. Because I already owned it. And the story for that's outstanding. And I've put a lot of time into that. And I'm really enjoying myself again. It's a great game. And again, I would rather do that than pay fucking £1,015 to pet a fucking horse on Sims. You know what I mean? It'd be cheaper to buy a real yeah. fucking horse. It's cheaper to live than it is to play Sims. That's why everyone's saying with Sims 5, considering that's free to play from launch, everyone reckons if you want a sofa, you're actually going to have to go to like a fucking uh, Wayfair website and pay £700 for a sofa and have it delivered to your game. Stupid. Baldur's Gate 3, I got 65 hours from my first playthrough. You already beat it then, Ridgert. Um Ajax says one of my no uh, favorite games is Wild Murph, free updates for two years, including several new campaigns. They've only just released their first dlc
2: which is pure. That's a good that's a very, very, very good um marketing because It gets people invested. That's the issue, is there's so many games nowadays that expect people to drop money
1: from the get go. Whereas if you give people plenty of content to enjoy for free and got their feet under the table and got invested and then said oh by the way you want some extra spicy content most people would be invested but the only issue is ea started doing that with the dragon age games now i love dragon age what fucks me off with the way ea do dragon age is if you ever want the proper ending of the game you need to play the dlc I don't think I can't I can't remember exactly what happened in the DLC for um Dragon Age Origins, but I know that introduced a lot of the characters from Dragon Age 2, and that's how you were supposed to know them when you started Dragon Age. You finish Dragon Age 2. The DLC after is you fighting Corypheus and him getting loose. You know, the main issue that is the main story plot of Inquisition. And I'm gonna go spoiler territory because the game has been out for fucking years. So if you don't want spoilers for the end of Inquisition, Turn off Dragon Age Inquisition. You have to buy the Trespasser DLC. The Trespasser DLC is when you go for all the Dreadwolf shit and you finally meet Solus after his betrayal, and you think, "Yeah, fuck you, Solus." You know the main core point of what Dragon Age Four is going to be. It's like I fucking hate that design. It's like if you are locking the ending behind a paywall, you are a cunt. That is something that should be in the base game. If it. If it is to do with the core story of the game, it is not DLC. Shit like Phantom Liberty for Cyberpunk is completely void of the main story. You can go and do that before beating the main story, then come back to the main story. Same with Witcher 3 um, with Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone. They have no impact in the main story. You can do them after you've beat the main story. But say, for example, you go play Hearts of Stone. While the main story is going, you can come back into the main story and they'll comment on the scar on your face. It's fucking awesome. They've integrated. But then you have shit like Dragon Age. It's like, you want the real ending of the game? 20 quid. But as we all know, EA are the, the greedy company. They are the big, bigger issue. Um, they're not very popular by a lot of people. It's really, really angry. I mean, they're not angry. They make me angry. Sammy sat very still. you okay? We're just listening to me yeah. rant.
0: <laughs> I, I, I would, yeah. Hmm. I just didn't want to interrupt you, if I'm honest.
2: I was on a flow, I do apologize. Would you like to add anything? Now I've Corny um... A and you are Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Diablo, as Ajax has just said, Diablo 3, it literally ends really well. They could have just left that game alone. But what did they do? They came out with Reaper Reaper of Souls and added an extra class and another full game's worth of content. Yep. And you didn't pay the same amount for the full game. Now, that, I don't mind. If they've gone and they've released the game and that's it, like, yep, there you go there's all the free stuff and then they've gone oh here's a DLC but it's not like a small DLC that you're just going to get cosmetics you get a full new character and a full new game experience for like half the price even better but you don't also as Ajax said you don't need the DLC you could have just had Diablo 3 it's just extra stuff it's like it's like the pre-sequel Borderlands game it was another game to f- give us content.
1: Yeah, It adds more content into the game world that, you can, that feels like you can be engaged with it without it being essential. I don't mind stuff like that. It's like, it is like, Witcher, like going back to Witch 3. I'll always go back to Witch 3 because I think the way that they did their DLCs was great. You
2: can finish <clears throat>
1: the uh, Witch 3 game with the Wild Hunt being um, taken care of. Everyone being at peace, everyone can breathe, everyone can relax. Depending on what ending you get, you can get a good ending or a bad ending. Um, and that kind of brings the game to a close. Either way, everything feels done. But then you can go get the Hearts of Stone DLC. Not Hearts of Stone, sorry, the Blood and Wine DLC. But Gowl can go retire and own a vineyard and actually get his proper happy ending, should you so wish. Like, you don't need that ending. It's just a lovely ending to have. If you want to pay the extra money, do it. But if you don't, you've got a pretty solid ending, no matter what you do. With
2: the base Witcher 3. And I've not beaten Diablo 3 yet. I'm currently on Act 3. Um, so,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that ends before I play Diablo 4. But Diablo 4 is going to take a back
2: burner because I'm, I'm going to have Starfield, Baldur's Gate, and Cyberpunk. I'm going to be very busy. Oh, will. I have. Tired myself out, ranting some.
0: No, I don't blame you, but <laughs> in, going back to the main thing of the, 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 the big topic, is, is greed the cornerstone of modern gaming? Yes. 100%. For 97.9% of games these days, it very much is, because when you buy the game, you're always having to, buy extra, whether it be in a DLC form or a small pack or whatever to unlock even more functions or experiences or content within that game. You, You can't go in and like with Skyrim back in the day, you bought Skyrim and that was hundreds of hours worth of gameplay and you never had to buy an extra thing until they were like, here's some DLCs that add extra stuff.
1: But again, like Azura said, DLC works best when it's non-essential to the main story, which, again, Skyrim, you don't need Hearthfire, you don't need Dragonborn, you don't need um, Dawnguard. No. But having them is fucking cool.
0: Yeah. Hmm. DLCs should be that, where it's like extras, but they don't impact the gaming experience from yeah. the like full game but from cosmetics I so me personally cosmetics within games if you're asking for money for them you're a twat yes you you've added these pixels to a game and you've added a monetary value to them for pixels on a screen no add some content within the game that is already released and I'm going to use warcraft as a ex- Uh, an example here they've started doing transmog sets which is like gear sets that you can then make your current armor look like yeah now for most of them it's like 19 pound a set and it's only one set of armor per pack that you buy that is it what you could have done anyway to make people play the game more add a quest line that you can go and do and get content for people to play to go and get it. And I don't understand why more like people are doing it for overwatch. I can understand they've removed their, their loot box system now because it was banned everywhere in the fucking world. So they've gone to a battle pass system. I can get on board with a battle pass system. But
1: the reason I like a battle pass system is because you know what you're going to get. And like for me, my personal go to with a battle passes, I will play the season. I will see how much I've unlocked. And then if I sit there and think, right, that's worth paying the cost of the battle to get these things that I've unlocked, then at the end of the season, I'll buy the Battle Pass.
2: That's why I quite like yeah. a Battle Pass. But I know it's not for everyone. No. Which is fine. But at the end of the day, it's a free-to-play
1: game now. So the fact that you can still play the game perfectly fine without costing yourself any money... Can we really be as... like Stuff like Sims and stuff I get because a lot of the core gameplay mechanics, even with the game being free-to-play, are locked behind DLCs. Are you putting your hand up to contribute?
0: Yes, I am. I've just thought of a game that is a great... Okay. Example. Genshin Impact.
2: Oh. (laughs) Every fucking week!
0: So, so, (laughs) the game you get free the content within the game you get free but it's the characters that you then go and unlock you're spending hundreds if not thousands of pounds on getting these different characters which have different play styles which alter the way that you play the game we've just had one that has a better climbing mechanic cuz you turn into a you turn into a cat Now, yes, you can earn in-game currency to unlock these things, but not to the same level that you're spending. I'm going to be honest. I probably spent five, six hundred quid on my current Genshin account, buying the in-game currency to then go and buy the boxes and the packs to hopefully get one of these characters, which when you get hold of them, like one of them unlocks a shield that you can basically put this shield down you don't have to worry about any of the mechanics of the game it's game breaking another one you can fly around the place and fly around from one side of the map to the other the quickest game breaking and they've hidden that all behind basically <clears throat> paid for transactions and yeah. given us the option of you can go and earn the currency but the, the amount of currency that you can earn is going to be capped to getting Ten packs or ten chances, as opposed to spending hundred quid, which then gives you a hundred chances to yeah. get this one thing that you're going for. It really is full of greed and everything. And the fact that Boulder's Gate has come out and gone, here's the game. Not doing a good DLC, enjoy it. Well, I think they probably will that.
1: do DLCs later down the line. I think uh, someone did say in chat earlier that they have said that any DLC that comes later will be. Done to the extent of to give you as much content out of a DLC as you can for the price you pay. Well, until until next time, everyone. I have been Yorkshire bother. He's drinking. I have been Dark MCR. That's just such a bad moment to say that he was having a drink. Um, and uh, this has been cheat codes, aren't you? <laughs>